before we hop into this week's episode, I wanted to give a trigger warning and remind you to just check the show notes because we may be discussing sensitive topics. Um, If this episode's too heavy for you, we'll catch you next time. But if it's okay and you want to tune in, I look forward to sharing the space with you. Trying to make it right, these people won't let me go. I'm just trying to live my life. I just need space to grow. I'm just trying to make it right, these people won't let me go. Let me grow, let me go. Let me grow, let me go. They should know, they should know. They should know, they should know. I'm just trying to live my life. I just need space to grow. Welcome to the Tea with Brie. I'm your host, Brie. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Brie podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we'll start my guest's bio, an intro into how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they brought to me that week. This is an episode of what I'll be calling Brie's Tea, where this is a solo version of the podcast where I share some personal updates, answer questions, offer advice, all those sort of great things. Um, It feels so weird to be back in front of a microphone after taking a very long break, very long time away. Um, First things first, Happy New Year. It's still technically January when I record this, so Happy New Year, Happy Belated Holidays, Happy Birthday if I missed it, Um, and Thank you. I am glad you're here and listening, and I appreciate the patience while I sorted out some of my shit, because some shit has been happening. Um, The reason why I took a very long break to begin with was, one, the previous software that I was using that I will not name because I can't afford to be sued, and it's not something I want to do. There was a past software I was using to record, and it just kept fucking up. So I had to go and I was too frustrated or annoyed or flustered to figure out an alternative at the time. Um, but the universe provides and I am now trying Riverside FM after seeing a lot of people online give it a try. So we'll see how it goes. So far, so good. I'm liking it. Um, and I also picked it because it will record here and makes a video and I want to do more video content this year it's one of the things I'm challenging myself to do this year is to be better about being in front of the camera I've been feeling really awkward about it which I'm sure we'll talk about or get to this episode um, which is really interesting for me as someone who spent a lot of time public speaking doing a project a couple years ago with Giddy that was in front of the camera sort of talk show style And I just feel rusty. I feel sort of rusty. And so this is me trying to be better at being a content girly, as they say, um, because TikTok scares me. So I'm not really there (laughs) yet. But podcasting and taking this and making it Instagram content is something I feel comfortable doing. 
so that's where I am right now just trying to vibe again um so yeah I if you're interested in being a guest or being a guest again now's the time we're ready we're ready to record we're ready to get this new year started and off on the right foot um I'm not really sure I'll be releasing every week anymore um life has taken a turn and I am really focusing on slowing down and maybe potentially I know I said slowing down but potentially doing um a show with a friend of mine instead of the tea with Brie or shifting out of that um doing a solo podcast is really hard and yes I have guests but doing the prep work for it doing the content for it doing all of the things to make it happen has been a lot for me and so I think I'm gonna take a little we're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna see what the year has to hold um so yeah what are the updates we've been gone for a while um I think the biggest thing is that I've been mourning and also reestablishing or letting go of a lot of friendships and if you've been listening for a while, if you know me personally, you know I don't do New Year's, New Year's resolutions in January. I don't go by the Gregorian calendar when I set intentions. Um, I wait till spring because obviously spring is when things flourish and grow and also my birthday is in March. So it's always a really great time for me to do some sort of like spring cleaning, see if the people who are in my phone book get to stay in my phone book or if I need to have conversations with folks I'm really not sure where our friendship is heading um and so there's there have been a couple friendships that I I feel are ending either through miscommunication or overstepping of lines on my side or theirs I can own that um or friends that decided to end a friendship and I'm not going to try to be in a place where I'm not welcomed um so people who were just who decided to not be my friend anymore and I'm not going to for like a lack of a better term beg anyone to be my friend um I'm a really lucky person and the fact that I have really great friends who support me and challenge me and I'm I if you want to go you can go I'm not gonna try to fight you to stay I'm always open to the conversation but if you just decide to end our friendship then there's not going to convince you to be my friend um so yeah, a lot of stuff with friends happening. Um, if you've been listening for a while, you also know that my father and I have had a very interesting relationship since I was 18. Um, we didn't talk for a long time. And then last year we had a sort of, well, well God, I guess it's two years ago now. Um, 2022. 2022. Um, we had a sort of resurgence of a relationship and then I had to set um, some pretty big boundaries with him a couple months ago and so we're in a space right now where I'm not speaking to him Um, and I feel like that's what's best and I hope that he and I can get to a space of talking again but I had to listen to myself it was actually causing me a lot of anxiety and discomfort whenever he would call um and our relationship got to a point where I had to text him my boundaries because I just feel like he wasn't listening or he wasn't hearing me. And so I sent him a text after a phone call we had where I told him I was setting these boundaries so that he could keep the text and reread the boundaries I was setting. So, yeah, um, that's been happening. Um, I went home to Connecticut for a lot of the fall and winter, which was such a gift. Um, I 
got to spend time with my family for the holidays. I got to go into New York. I got to do a lot of beautiful things and just got to rest, which I feel like I don't prioritize enough, which is what I'm trying to do in the new year. Um, yeah, I'm navigating some uh, feelings, <laughs> romantic feelings, um, and I don't really want to go into it currently. Um, it is a relationship that is not an option for me at this moment. Um, still sucks, still hurts. Um, but that being said, my therapist says I have to start trying to go on dates. Um, I meet with Brittany <laughs> every other Monday. Um, and this past Monday, we were talking about, you know, coming home from the, from the Northeast and how I sort of have this, I don't know how to explain it more than just like a full breakdown. Um, I get very in my head. I get very anxious. We're turning back to Austin and Austin's been home, you know, since 2016. We're not counting the six month. We talked about this. We're not counting the six month sabbatical where I lived in Connecticut. Um, so for almost eight years, Austin has been home, but there's still this or where I live. Um, and there's still this interesting duality in my brain of being a person from the Northeast that is just like, if you know, you know, if you, if you lived in the Northeast, if you get it, you get it. Like the energy is different and people are just really upfront and there's like no bullshitting and you just kind of know and people try. And, and so I was home again for a lot of the end of the year, um, in Connecticut and I was asked out on dates a lot. I got a lot of matches. I got, you know, and that's me from me, a person who is still dealing with healing her inner teenager who, and all my friends will attest this. Like I am a person who just does things and I truly don't think anyone pays attention to me. Like, I don't think anyone's like clocking what I'm doing. Um, I truly, honestly, sometimes don't believe that people find me attractive. I think I'm attractive, but I don't know if I think other people find me attractive or that people find me attractive. So whenever I go home to the Northeast, it is just such a refreshing feeling of being asked out and like my beauty being celebrated in a way that I don't really feel in Austin. And that's not to say that like I don't get out asked out on dates here, that I, you know, I've dated a lot of people since living here, but it's just different. I feel you know, as a person who is black, who is a woman who identifies as queer, which means I date all genders along the gender spectrum, um, who is in a curvier body, um, in a midsize body, if we're going to categorize it, I just feel like I'm invisible sometimes when in Austin, um, next to my friends who are thinner or white or what have you and so that's always a really interesting thing to navigate and so whenever I come back to Austin after being gone for a long time and a long time can be like four plus weeks I think the the longer I'm in the northeast the more comfortable I feel and I don't know if that's like body stuff or politically or what have you but yeah when I come back there's always a lot and I relapse into my trigger warning eating disorder um and so I did I got really obsessive in a way that I hadn't before I started to count calories in a way that I haven't before and this is after I did a 75 day soft medium-ish challenge if you follow me on Instagram you saw 
of just trying to do 75 days of working out, of reading every day for 10 minutes, meditating, um, just sort of doing all these different things to prioritize my well-being, fitness, mentally, physically, emotionally, all that sort of stuff. Um, and it was great. It was just what I needed. And I originally started the 75 days because I'm going to be in two weddings this year and wasn't feeling the greatest about myself and had some health stuff that I felt very shameful about that I really haven't talked about until now of, uh, I was diagnosed as being pre-diabetic. Um, I have really high blood pressure. Um, and that was really frustrating for me as a person who has literally tried to starve herself to death as a person who has gotten so obsessive with calories that it was tumultuous to my well-being. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's this this feeling of I still want to be thin. Um, but the 75 day challenge, which originally started as, as that to be thinner because for one of the bachelorettes, we're going to Florida and we're going with like 12 girls and I didn't want to be the uncomfortable in photos. Um, and the 75 day challenge really shifted that for me of starting out as a point of for vanity and changing as a way to try to appreciate my body. And on the days where I didn't appreciate it to honor it, um, by working out, by meal prepping and doing all these different things to, to honor my body and to not feel shame. Um, but that all being said, it's still this thing I do obsess with. I do obsess about, um, being a certain, looking a certain kind of way. And it's interesting because, you know, the body positivity movement has really shifted the way we look at things as a society. I feel like as a person who grew up in the early 2000s, where it was like Brittany and Christina and, the Spice Girls and like just all these really thin women, Tyra, like the heroine chic sort of 90s feeding into like the early aughts thinness of you need to look this way to be considered attractive. And I thought that was it. I thought that's all the only way you could look. And this is for me, a person who grew up in a family that never talked badly about other people's bodies, celebrated everyone's body, even still now, like there's we there's no like fat shaming in my family there's no diet culture in my family this is literally just societal things that fed into me and I and you know having talked to my therapist it was my form of control after you know my eating disorder started when I was young maybe like 12 um but it got really bad after my mom died when I was 15 it was the only form of control I had of like this is this is it this is what I can do um so that all to be said is I had some really scary thoughts um over winter that I talked to my best friend about and he suggested I talk to my therapist about it because I was considering weight loss surgery um in a way that like my doctor who she and I were not on the same page she was great in the first couple times but she prescribed a med I really didn't want to be on um to kind of it's this thing like if they prescribe you a med that insurance will approve of to see if that helps with the med you do want to be on so started with that med because I was looking at like Manjaro or Wagovi or Ozempic and so she started me on a certain med that just made me fucking sick and I'm already a very nauseous person 
um, because of migraines. So <laughs> it was just like really bad. Um, but she suggested, okay, well, if that med isn't something you want, maybe you'll consider um, weight loss surgery. So I was like, eh, not really. Like it's never been a thing I wanted to do. But also like I'm always looking to get breast reduction, breast reduction surgery. And so I did a virtual consult with a doctor and one of his assistants, we had a meeting and she was like, okay, like what's your height? What's your weight? Like never even like seeing me in person. This was over zoom and my camera wasn't even on or I was, it was on, but I was sitting and she was like, oh, like we wouldn't even consider this breast reduction surgery for you until you lost a certain amount of weight. Have you considered weight loss surgery? Like never, knowing me or my history or how triggering that might be she just suggested it and I was like I'm done um but yeah so that was in my brain for a little while and I said to my friend one day when I was talking to them about it I was like I am considering this surgery and this one was like I love you I support you I want you to be happy but what if something happens in this surgery and as a person who has like passive suicidal thoughts of like would never do it um but I always think about like my death or what's gonna happen to me when I die I have since I was little like it was a thing it was like my anxiety trigger was the thought of dying anyway um I said well if it made me thinner I would be okay with it and that was the scary thing out loud that I said that like made us both go the fuck so talk to my therapist um and I have just decided like to go see a new doctor to see my other options to you know I start with a new PCP at the end of the month I see a new gynecologist at the end of this week um and a really big thing for me of like showing that I've gotten healthier is that I am convinced that I have PCOS but no one's diagnosed me yet but since I've been working out consistently and taking care of my body more like I take different supplements that I really enjoy like a a pre-workout and protein and like the powdered greens and it's just like the way that I start my day I'm drinking almost a I'm drinking over a gallon of water a day and you know a really big thing for me is that my period started back and I think I've mentioned this before but when I was younger I never really got a period and that continued through my 30s um, up until recently um that I either just would not get a period or if I did, it would come out of the blue or when I was younger, I would get it every three months and it would last for three weeks. And there are no cysts. Um, we did the BRCA, the B, the BRCA um, test, genetic testing years ago um, because my mom did have cervical cancer and so that could lead to breast cancer and my dad had a type of cancer. Um, and my late grandfather had brain cancer. So there's all these different cancers that run in the family. And so the tests came back inconclusive. So not that I don't have it, but there wasn't enough data to tell me if I do have it. And so we're just kind of waiting around and it's a thing I'll bring up with my new PCP. So there's just like all of these things that I, that I think about as I start this new year of how to be happier and healthier and, my therapist once asked, like, okay, if you were thinner, what would it change about your life? And the truth is nothing. Nothing would change. My life would still be just as beautiful, just as full. The way I am now doesn't keep me from anything, doesn't keep me from enjoying life. But it's this still this really this thing in the back of my head as I'm healing teenage Brie and her trauma of, like, 
I will not find love or no one will love me until I look a certain way, which I know is not true. I know it is not true. Um, but this is my anxiety brain. This is what sits in my brain and I spiral about it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where that is. That's, that's been the biggest thing. And so this is what I'm trying to do this year is just like be even more vulnerable than I guess I have been before. Um, be better about being back in the camera. I was having such anxiety about being in the camera. I was overthinking so much of like, is it vain to want to be in the front of the camera more to make content for Instagram? And I want to do it because sometimes I just feel so alone as a person who is very lucky to be surrounded by so many people who love her and who have access to therapy and a job she truly loves. And, um, I get to do all these things and yet I still have such horrible depression um, when it happens. January is typically a very depressive month for me. May is a really depressive month for me. Um, And so there's moments like those moments specifically when I'm just like this can feel so lonely and I push away everyone when I am depressed and to the point like I feel bad for my friends like I know they love me but I feel guilty, but I'm just like, I cannot dig myself out of this hole right now. Like, I just want to go to work, try my best, come home, make a dinner, maybe watch Doctor Who, <laughs> like just be alone and, and kind of hunker down and hope for the best and know that it'll shift. So I'm trying to be better about creating space and asking for help and naming what I'm going through and not feel shame or embarrassment. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of of a goal for this year and for doing these sort of small episodes of the podcast of like, while I love my guests and I'm so grateful that people come on and talk to me, um, I also know I have things to talk about and stories to share. And so I'm really excited to do that. I'm excited to to let y'all in a little bit more and share more online and talk about things more. So that's going to be it. There are probably be longer episodes like this but the goal is to just like 20 to 30 minutes worth of an episode like this um i will also be taking questions so you can email me that's in the show notes um yeah questions advice anything that you you all want to hear and um there'll be episodes on thursday still like i said i don't know how often they'll be coming up but they'll still be on thursdays um and still staying with tradition, as you know, at the end of every episode, I end with a question, but I'm going to change it for the mini episodes or breeze tea, if you will. Um, and the question I'm going to ask myself is, what, what is the best advice I have gotten this week? Or what's a piece of advice I would give to someone who is struggling? Um, and I think I have to go with my mantra for 2023. And that was nothing is permanent. Or the best advice that I've recently gotten is that people aren't thinking about you as much as you think they are. Um, I think if you have anxiety, you know what it's like to spiral to think that like, oh my God, I did this one thing and now it's all anyone's thinking about. But it's just you, honey. It's just you. Um, so yeah, that's it for this week's episode of The Tea with Brie. Be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at The Tea with Brie. Send me an email at the tea with Brie at gmail.com or visit the website, the tea with Brie podcast.com. 
You can find me, your host, Brianna Jenkins, on Instagram at Brianna Jenkins. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. A special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music, and I will catch you next time. Bye.